0: Hey, sweet friend, you are listening to Bold Is. You may remember us as the Bold Movement Podcast, but we have rebranded and we would love for you to check that out at www.theboldmovement.com. This week, we're going to continue looking at Mark Chapter 3. I hope you're ready because we have a lot to cover in a little bit of time. You are listening to Bold Is. A ministry podcast training women how to handle the Word of God. Buckle up, sis. It's about to get real. Here's your host, Megan Rawling. Okay. So on our last podcast, I told you all about the crazy story where the bat was loose in my house while my husband was away. And if you will remember, Dave, our vice president's husband, and I lost the stinker <laughs> Tuesday morning. Exactly two weeks after losing the bat, he shows up again. Okay, let's pause for a second. I want you all to take in the fact that I have been living with another living creature, as my five-year-old niece calls it, a vampire for two weeks. How does that even happen? Anyway, my hero and real-life Batman, my husband, saved the day and caught him, so this batty story has come to a close. That was a rough joke, but we're going to keep it. Before we get started, I wanted to let our listeners know that we will have a booth at this year's International Conference on Missions in Kansas City, Missouri. This will take place on November 14th through the 17th, and if you are going to be there or are from this area, we would love to meet you. We are also going to be releasing some huge news at that event, so let the build-up begin. That's right, you heard it here first. Okay guys, let's get into the Word of God. This is Mark chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed, from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Edomia and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. I'm going to drop something kind of heavy on you, and I want you to stay with me. Um, We're going to work through it because this is actually something that runs throughout the course of Mark. And I think it's important that we identify it now so that we understand what Mark is trying to say throughout the rest of his gospel. In Deuteronomy um, 18.15, it says, Moses continued, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. So, just so we're on the same page, when he's talking about the prophet that will be raised up who is just like him from the fellow Israelites, that prophet's Jesus. And many scholars believe that the Gospel of Mark is written in a way that compares the life and ministry of Christ to the exodus of the Israelites. And that's where we actually get the name for the book, Exodus. It is the leading out of captivity and out of um, slavery into the promised land. And we're going to see that a lot. So I just want to make that identifier in the beginning because I'm going to talk about it a little bit more here in just a minute. Let's go ahead and head into the first couple of verses and you'll see what I'm talking about. When we start in verse 7, we are actually taking a glimpse into the later part of Jesus' ministry in Galilee. So at verse 6, it kind of ends the beginning and now we're going towards the end. And if you will remember in chapter 2 of Mark, we see Jesus withdrawing to the sea just like he does here in verse 7. Here's where the stuff from Moses and Deuteronomy come in. His retreat to the sea is related to the return to the wilderness, and each instant it entails an affirmation of sonship and obedience, according to William Lane. So throughout the rest of this book, we're going to see this over and over again, and I want you all to be ready for it and understand why. Okay, now for the breakdown, let's continue. Verse 7, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea, and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Simon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him. With today's podcast, you can access a map of where these places were, and keep in mind these people would have walked to where Jesus was just to hear him and just to be with him. Some were there to see what was going on because of the rumors that had spread out throughout all of the land, and some were there to be healed. And that's absolutely wild. Some were traveling by foot up to 120 miles. Think about that, 120 miles walking. Now, before you guys think, holy cow, remember, this is how they walk. This is the common practice for the life, but 120 miles is still quite a huge chunk of land. And he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him, for he had healed many so that all who had diseased pressed around him to touch him. Mark's gospel is the only one that records Jesus asking for a boat. There were so many in this crowd who wanted to be healed that they were basically forcing themselves toward Jesus and on top of him and the William Lane's commentary actually says they were falling on him and crushing him. That's where we get the crushing idea. Still, even then, Jesus loved them. He saw them as they were, and he still healed them. He still met them where they were. That's huge to me. Um I have this tendency to get frustrated when people um especially baby Christians aren't as spiritually mature as I want them to be, or if I'm mentoring women that they're not, you know, why aren't you just listening? Just do it. (laughs) And and this is a great reminder that someone who's perfect had a lot more patience um, than I, a sinner. So it, it definitely helps to take a minute and just take a step back. And I'm a sinner. It's the same as everyone else. And I'm still here to do my job, which is to tell the world about Jesus and his gospel. Let's look at verse 11. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. So it is here we see that there are possessed folks among the crowds. This isn't just people from Galilee and then people from a radius of 120 miles. Good gracious. And actually, the towns that they're talking about... um let me pull back up here so I can see these. The They're in Galilee now. And then Judea and I think um, Edomia, um are kind of south of where they are. The Jordan would be east. And that's that's showing that they're coming from the south and from the east. And then Tyre and Sidon are actually north. And Tyre, Tyre I don't know. Guys, I'm butchering these names. So you'll definitely have to go look at our... <laughs> podcast to make sure I'm saying stuff right. Um, the podcast uh, transcription, but um, Tyre is north and then Sidon is an, another 30 miles north of Tyre. So these people are like coming from crazy um, amounts of, of places from far away. So anywho, um, all these people are traveling to see Jesus and it's here that we see that among them are those who are possessed. And listen to this. This is from uh, William Lane's commentary, which I've been using most of Mark. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm a huge fan of it. Some people are like, oh, it's a little out of date. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's like wine. The older the better. (laughs) I don't even like wine. I just thought that was a funny joke. Okay. (laughs) Um, Listen to this. The demons address Jesus as the divine son of God in a futile attempt to render him harmless. Think about that the demons address Jesus, they're calling him out as the divine Son of God, in an attempt to make him to render him harmless. These cries of recognition were designed to control him and strip him of his powers, in accordance with the conception that knowledge of the precise name or quality of a person confers mastery over him. So that didn't work. <laughs> Their attempts were futile, for, for sure, um, because Jesus had the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want you guys to think about something. A lot of times, especially in pop culture, there is this idea that Jesus and Satan are equal, almost like they're, um, they're these enemy brothers. I, I know the Mormons believe that, but think about this. At the end of time when we read revelation jesus doesn't even fight satan because there is not even a comparison there is no equal they are not each other's adversaries jesus is so well they're adversaries that might not be the best word they are not each other's um equals this isn't an uh, if we're talking about boxing they're in completely different weight classes at the end of time jesus doesn't fight satan Michael does. Who's an archangel? He's another angel. Satan is just a fallen angel. And I think a lot of times we have this misconception that there's this constant struggle between God and Satan because there's a constant struggle between um, us with our flesh and our souls and with good and evil. But there's not. um, That's not even a thing. So whenever we're talking about here, uh, demons are not even Anywhere near the level. They're they're minor league and um, Jesus is the major league. So keep that in mind um, anytime that we go through the spiritual warfare that we're working through. So what does this all mean for us today? Remember, just as Moses led the Israelites from slavery to Pharaoh, Jesus, as the new and better Moses... Leads us from slavery to sin to a saving relationship with God through Christ. Your sin may seem overwhelming, but Jesus can lead you away from it. You will struggle, you will fall, but you don't have to be a slave to the darkness. Pray to God for the power of the Holy Spirit to lead you to be closer and closer to God and farther and farther away from your sinful rebellion against your Heavenly Father who loves you so much. Ladies, that's all I have for you today. I cannot wait to see you guys next week on Thursday. Our podcasts are going to be way more consistent. You have my word. Um, We have a lot of stuff coming up. I'm so excited to share it with you guys. Thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for following us. And thank you so much for being bold with your faith and being bold with your biblical knowledge. Go out And be bold.